0: All right. Perfect. And hey, everybody, we've got a really dope episode with uh, us today. We have the girls from SCAN, Miss Victoria and Miss Ilse. And then behind the camera, we have our intern, which you can't see or hear this time around, uh, Miss Garo. She's helping me run the board and the camera today. So shout out to you. Thank you. Anyways, welcome back to another episode of Aliens on the Border. Hit that fucking theme song. Aliens on the border.
1: The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disk has been found. Faster than light, spaceship of the future. Our
2: direction of the president of the United States, stay in your home. Is it human or inhuman? Firstly... Born in that swirling inferno of radioactive dust, there is no word to describe them. We may be witnesses to a biblical prophecy come true.
0: Why is it that we usually ignore the fourth dimension? Is this the human race of the future? Aliens on the border. what's up people we've got a very interesting episode today and uh in honor of women's history month we're kind of going to get into something that we don't always necessarily get into another thing that is kind of uncommon for our episodes is the feminine perspective on any sort of different topic maybe that's a bad thing maybe it's a good thing i don't know but in any case what's up ladies how are you guys doing today
1: Hello! Hi! Pretty cool intro, by the
0: way. Thank you! Thank you! Thank you! It, it's fun. I like it. it. I hope you guys didn't yeah. feel like, whoa, what the hell is this? What did I sign up for?
2: <laughs> Alien stuff. <laughs> yeah.
0: Right. Uh, and it's not. It's hardly ever even about aliens. Surprisingly <laughs> enough, right? It's it's a bit of a triple entendre, but we can get into that later. In any case, uh, so I wanted to have you guys on today because we ran into each other chance. Uh, what do you call it? Chance. Interaction chance me I don't know whatever the phrase is at the parking lot of Cultura and I was like hey you know what we should talk about consent and that's what we're here to do today guys so introduce yourselves if you may
2: so I'm Victoria Serna and I'm the primary prevention coordinator at SCAN for the Sexual Assault Services and Information Program
1: and hello my name is Ilse Salcedo and I also work with Victoria I'm a prevention uh, primary prevention educator. So um, we uh, go to schools. We talk to the kiddos, uh, actually the youth, um, about prevention on violence.
0: Awesome, awesome. And before we get into the, the matter at hand and go through these cool little visuals that you brought along with you guys today, um, let's just get into a little bit of the background of like how you guys got to where you're at right now. If, I don't, if you don't mind me starting with you, Victoria, how did you get into this position?
2: I was transferred. Okay. I was transferred, and I gladly, um, you know, Before I get into like what I'm going to say, this might be a trigger warning, this conversation for certain people, because we are going to get into the depths of what consent is, you know, nothing too explicit, but I am going to bring out some examples. Um, But anyways, I got into this job, I I was transferred, and I gladly accepted it, because I mean, why not take a new opportunity, and uh, I felt that... People need to be protected in terms of prevention when it comes to sexual assault. And I, myself, have had a lot of family relatives that have gone through sexual assault, and I love them so much. And so I kind of, I I went into the job with that, with that hope.
0: What were you doing prior to that?
2: I was a case manager for co-occurring disorders. For for what, I'm sorry? Co-occurring disorders. So it was basically like mental health and substance use disorders.
0: Oh, okay. (laughs) Got it, got it. And so what about yourself?
1: On the contrary, <laughs> everything, the op- the complete opposite. I was a stay-at-home mom for seven years, and um, I graduated uh, past, almost a year ago, uh, July. So I just, um, two months in, without looking for a job, I applied for a scan, and um, they gave me the opportunity, not, not even knowing what I was going into. I was like, oh, okay, the sexual uh, assault and services information. So I was like, okay, I mean, uh, it's a good starter. And then I started um, really um, getting all this information, uh, looking into all this material, learning from Victoria, learning from um, just everything that that they do, and it's uh, very eye-opening. So I, I'm pretty blessed to to be here.
0: Everything. I'm glad to have you guys on to kind of shed light on something that I don't think really gets talked about enough, in the same vein that you mentioned that you know a lot of people around you you know, I had never really thought about it myself until like, I don't know, get, having like deeper conversations with some people where it's come to light where it's like, wow, like it's people you don't expect that have gone through some traumatizing stuff. And it, it's insane. And honestly, I don't know where I stand as far as like, is it talked about enough? Is it something that gets ignored, just gets swept under the rug? I, I don't know because maybe, maybe I'm just like proving my own ignorance here, but
1: no. it
0: probably does, right? Like it just well, if- it,
1: actually, I, I think like if uh, people don't talk about it, it's like um it's not happening. So it, I mean, we need to talk about these things.
0: Are you guys both from Laredo?
1: Mm-hmm. Yes.
0: Okay. Cool. Like born and raised. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Interesting. Because I, I was, I was curious to. Th- Uh, look, like, just kind of uh, take a picture or look at, rather, the culture. you look
1: foreign? No, no, no.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, that's not what I was getting at. What I was trying to say was, like, uh, I wonder if it's because of the culture in Laredo to where it's kind of, like, not really talked about. Like, if it's just a macrocosm of the predominant I guess, like Mexican, machista culture. Yeah. Do you think that's a good...
2: There there are so many things that plays a part into it, uh, into the rape culture, right? And um, I guess that's a really good point to start on. Uh, I used to think rape culture was just about, you know, rape. I didn't think it was about catcalling or, you know, faulty beliefs of what sex is, of what, you know, gender, even gender conformity um, plays a part in rape culture and just general hostility towards women. Like if you're making sexist jokes, you're already contributing to the rape culture.
1: The upbringing of of your boys, uh, your your kids, it's very important because we just teach our our girls uh, don't don't do this, or or we even uh, scare them about sex. But it's like, are we even teaching the boys about having healthy relationships, about um, not uh, being um, Asking a girl for permission or not um, naming them or, or uh, catcalling them, which is um, pretty um, sad because it happens uh, since middle school that I can remember.
0: Yeah, you know, and and again, it's like subtext that's just woven into culture that you never really even think about. It's like I was saying before, when we we're kind of going through like a little bit of prep before this, we did prep, guys. Um, uh, I was talking about like the idea of consent, and again, not to paint myself into a corner here but like it's just something that i never necessarily thought about because it you know like the encounters that i've had with the opposite sex uh or or what have you like thankfully they've been framed in a position of what i perceive to be consent you know what i mean and again i might be painting myself into a corner here but
2: I mean, it just it makes so much sense as to not really understand like we think there's a gray area or we think like oh feminazis or you know there's just all these words and opinions and when it really comes down to it uh the definition of consent and what what is sexual assault isn't really debatable right. and so like I'd love to go through that like gray area in a lot of people's minds and to really talk about like what what is it so people can find themselves accountable or maybe you know if there's a rumor going around at school it's like wait wait you know that girl was drunk or well hold on doesn't matter what she was wearing and you know we can we can not just have these conversations of debates but really really spread knowledge on what it is because that's what's so important and we can't be blaming survivors if you know we know what it is
0: and I think that's a good segue to jump into like the first thing that I kind of want to get into is like what is consent can we like deconstruct that and give like a clear definition for it?
2: Definitely. So there's like four concepts that we teach, uh, what consent is. So it's clear, it's coherent, it's willing, and it's ongoing. So the first thing is it's clear. You know, that the person wants to have sex with you. You know, the person wants to do, you know, do X, Y, Z with you wh- either through actions or through words, you know, they can say it or, um, you know, I tell my kids this, it's like not my actual, but my students <laughs> right, right. <laughs> in the okay. school setting. Okay. Um, and I will teach my kids this if I do ever have kids, but I tell them, you know, how, okay, so, so words aside, how do you know if someone's down and they'll think about it and, and they'll say, well, body language, that, you know, if someone's just you're staying like reading still, my mind, right now. <laughs> if someone's just staying still, then I mean, why are you going to continue like yeah, going for it for or, sure. you know, touching yeah. them inappropriately or whatever it is. Um, so that's clear. Right. Yes um, Means
1: yes. No means no.
2: Right. And also like silence is also not necessarily consent. And that's where it can kind of get tricky. But that's where I say it goes down to like body language. Or so if someone's saying like, I don't know, I'm not sure, maybe that doesn't give you the right to to persuade them. Right. Okay. Because you would be persuading them to do something that they otherwise don't want to do. They're already giving you an answer. Like, it's a no. If they're not sure, then they don't want to do it.
0: So in that situation, would then the person that is unsure, if they, of their own volition, move to, like, a certainty of, like, okay, let's do it, then that would be considered consent, right? Correct. Okay, cool. All right, all right. That that makes perfect sense to me. And, and, and again, like, the whole idea of, of body language is definitely, like, a huge thing because that if I can, like, recount, you know, encounters or whatever, is, like, the basis of what moves people from point A to point B, if you will, right, Mm -hmm. or, or like... First base, second base. First (laughs) base, second base, third base, home run, yeah, all of that type of stuff. And I don't know, like, again, it's just... It's very um, striking when I was just having a conversation with my girlfriend um, about... the marches that were have happening in Mexico. Uh, so she lived in Monterrey for a couple of years or actually a lot of years, like pretty much all of her adolescence. Like I want to say like maybe eight years or so, eight, nine years, give or take. Don't hate me if I'm wrong, babe. I'm sorry. But, um, yeah. And like a lot of the people that she knew in her time there were like marching and speaking out. And I just thought it was crazy. The backlash that they were getting from, Mexican men where it's like we're gonna kill you or like we're gonna berate you until
2: you mean from the people that are benefiting from oppressing women
0: exactly right (laughs) is that that what it boils down to like it it boils down
2: so sexual assault really boils down to an indifference in power and that person's trying to gain power and control it's not about not being able to find someone to have sex with it's not about you know anything else other than violence it's an it's a straight, deliberate attack. Like even if, you know, you're in love with the person, you think he loves you, he's manipulating you, whatever it is, um, any form of abuse or violence stems from power and control issues.
0: What are some forms of abuse that can be mistaken for like love, for example?
2: So, oh, so that I guess that brings me to another valid point of like what consent is. So uh, another example is Would like, you mind
0: just pointing the mic towards you? Sorry yeah. so keep talking away from it a little bit.
2: I know. It's because I have my list like right okay, here. Okay, yeah, but, no, no um, I tell, I I can tell move my... Move
0: however you'd like. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. I tell my... Consent. Yeah. <laughs> I tell my kids, uh, my students that, uh, you know, if someone's like, let's say you're in, in a relationship and you're trying new things and it's really exciting, but maybe you realize that you're not so sure you do want to like do the deed. Um, let's say your boyfriend or girlfriend comes at you with a curveball and says, oh, it's because I really love you. You know, we've been waiting for a year and, you know, I, I just feel like you don't love me back. It's like I'm giving you my everything. If, if you don't want to do this with me, then I, you know, I you don't love me. I, how can I be with someone that doesn't love me? And unfortunately, like, some girls do fall for it or guys fall for it or or guys would fall for it in the case where they feel that their masculinity is being threatened, mm, okay. and especially and especially when kids are younger, when young boys are younger, it's it's a very delicate subject, you, you know.
0: Yeah, I mean, I e I'm a guy, so I I understand that, and I definitely there is like a if I can go back to high school, and, and like to be completely honest, I didn't lose my I didn't lose my virginity till after high school, so it was like, but I remember there being a pressure. There was a situation where I was maybe victimized a little bit but I just didn't think about it in that way because oh I'm a guy like what
2: yeah.
0: oh too bad dude some guy wanted to have sex with you or some guy some like poor, g-
2: <laughs> poor you well maybe a oh, guy right?
0: now some chick <laughs> wanted to it. have sex with you but like
2: like why would you complain ex- exactly right but, how so, sad but that's how it is true, and and true. and you were not respecting young boys or or men's sexuality we believe or there's a stigma that boys or men are always going to be sexually readily available because they're just you know sexual creatures and that's not necessarily that's a stigma you know you're your own person we all have different libidos and you know doesn't matter what time of the day you have the right to say no even if you're a guy and guys do get taken advantage of and unfortunately are unable to say no because it's like you know, what you went through, like, what are they going to say? I'm going to be a wuss, or they're going to think I'm a, right?
0: Yeah, they're going to think I'm gay or whatever, or stuff like that. And, uh, again, you've been triggered, which you did, which I completely forgot to do at the beginning of the podcast, which I said I was going to do. But, um, yeah, like, it it was just, like, thinking about it now, it's just like, oh, I guess that happened. And maybe I'm, like, apologizing for myself in a weird way, but, like, it, it... wasn't necessarily like a, a, a super traumatizing experience, it was uncomfortable at the moment, though. Like, I clearly remember being like, What the hell is going on right now? But yeah. We also
1: grew up in a different um culture, uh, well, in a different um, how do you say it? Um, there were different times, right? And right, right. before, our, our moms or dads uh, wouldn't talk to us about sex, it would just be like, 100%. Oh, like uh, things are gonna change from now on, and um. It was a taboo uh, subject so now that uh, kids uh, the um, kids are getting this uh, information, it's they're more capable of knowing when to say yes or when to say no and and breaking that barrier
0: honestly I can't I shit you not I really don't think that I ever had like the talk with my parents. It's like I have super traditional it, like it, Mexican me, conservative my parents. mom was
2: like, oh my gosh when I had you, I was young, and it was so painful, and, like, that scared me, or, like, my first time was so painful, like, oh, my God, and that, like, traumatized me, you know what I mean, and I'm not trying to say that, like, you know, I should have been having sex at that age, um, but it's just when I got older, that trauma stayed with me. Right, right. And, um, and it was hard to like really embrace that. Like we all have a sexual side to ourselves and, you know, we all want to be loved. And that's, that's like a key part of like sex for a lot of us. Like we all want to be loved and, you know, we all want to explore that side of us, but a lot of us really don't know about boundaries. We really don't know about consent. We don't even know our rights.
0: That's true. That's true. And one of, before we branch off to this one tangent, because I just you just hit something that I really wanted to get into, but um, the whole, like, not having the talk and stuff, uh, I guess, like, a shared experience that we've all had here, and I've had countless other friends and whatnot tell me the exact same thing, and it's just, like, I think that kind of propagates maybe the quote unquote like gray area for people because if we're not really being clear or if at least they weren't clear with us in our upbringing then how are we you know like the blind leading the blind essentially and just like fumbling about uh also though like with if situations this is maybe like a a rule of thumb that I kind of thought about myself because as I remember growing up as from like transitioning from like high school to like college and and whatnot, and, like, oh, now we're going out to bars and drinking and, you know, like, being a little bit, including a, a extracurricular activities, if you will. <laughs> um, Then it, it came onto my radar with the whole, like, date rape and, like, people getting their drinks drugged. And I was, I always, I guess I give people the benefit of the doubt a lot. And, like, again, it's, like, never really on my radar until it happened to someone that I know close to me. Mm-hmm. And then since then, I was, like, all right, dude, like, really, like, if I'm ever out whether with, like, my girlfriend and her friends, or if I'm out with, like, my friends that are, just in general, like, I'm a little bit more cognizant of that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, so, like, throughout that time, one of the things that I kind of, like, just, I guess, internalized from, like, these anecdotes here and there was, like, if it ever does feel like a gray area, then just fucking back off, dude.
2: Oh my gosh, you know I mean? another, that's like, that brings me to my other point of like what consent, so coherent, is the person coherent enough? Like, do they understand who, what, when, where, why of the situation? You know, you have to fully be in your senses. Um, we Well, I like to say like drunk-ish, you know, because right, I right. mean, to a certain extent, like that filter just completely goes away or like mostly goes away and you be doing things that you would never do if you were sober. And so, um, you know, you really want to trust the people that you're around it's not about the person being drunk that's taken advantage of you know it's not their fault it's more of like well let's let's fault the rapist 100%, because yeah. because like if someone doesn't you know someone's barely standing still or doing things that you know that they wouldn't do if they were sober then why would you want to take advantage of them like that's blatantly violent um so yeah people incapacitated by drugs or alcohol cannot consent Someone who cannot make a rational, reasonable decision because he or she lacks the capacity to understand the situation just can't consent. And that also pertains to people if they're coming off anesthesia. Like I remember I got my wisdom fee taken out. I don't think it's anesthesia, but still I was like heavily sedated and my, my ex picked me up. And it's like, well, I was in a vulnerable position, you know, and thank God, obviously, I could trust him. Um, but yeah, um, or like if someone's sleeping.
0: True. True, 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 true.
2: Unless you're okay with that, and you have that little thing going on with your boyfriend, it's like okay, if I'm sleeping, like
1: yeah, you can wake me up whenever. It's fine.
0: It's a fucking lie, guys. Don't <laughs> ever believe it.
1: And in but don't case, do it. It, it, yeah. it also applies to marital rape because um, sometimes yeah. I mean, you could be sleeping and he could I've, just wake you up and oh, I want to do it. No, I don't. <laughs> like you have to respect uh, respect those uh, boundaries, and you have to be um, consenting yeah. to that.
0: And and I was making a joke with the statement I just threw out there, but but no, in a serious matter though, like guys or girls if your partner again either the guy or the girl is like dude go for it even if I'm asleep take that with a fucking grain of salt my guy or my girl cause it's not like it's just some people just say some shit in the heat of the moment sometimes and it's like to appease for a lot of the and I'm speaking like if I'm talking from experience maybe I'm not but (laughs) um what was it oh fuck I totally lost my train of thought um Yeah, uh, dude, just fucking take care of yourself, all right? If you're ever in doubt, just go and take care of yourself and just, that'll be
2: it. I mean, that's definitely a a protective factor, but, you know, unfortunately, if it does happen or if it has happened, it's... you you do carry a lot of guilt and I say you in general, there's a lot of guilt that's She's carried. Accusing me. No, I'm kidding. There's a lot of guilt. <laughs> <that's>... <laughs> I don't know. I'm kidding. I don't know I'm what kidding. Your, your subconscious looks like right yeah, now. No, <laughs> just
0: 90, 90% that. of everything I say is just me fucking around. So no, I honest.
2: mean like play the devil's advocate. Most sure, definitely. Yeah. Like we need those conversations here.
1: Well, and this one in the willing consent, we also give the, the example of when, uh, the kids or the, the teenagers go out on a date and uh, the, the guy pays for, for uh, the movies, oh, for the dinner. Okay. Right. And, and I mean, he's your source of ride, maybe. And he's taking you yeah. on, on this date. The and
0: implication. Like yes. It's fucking always and sunny. it's the like end of
1: the day, and, and it's like, oh, so am I supposed to kiss him? Am I supposed to, like, give him something in return? So it's no pressure, girls. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> either super you pay no for pressure. Or, or just be like, okay, I mean, either she wants to or... Um, I mean that's your choice. Like, right. Don't don't feel bad, you know, 100%. like if you don't wanna do like being sexual is is a
2: very like intimate part of you. Even if people taste so you can take it loosely for yourself, but it's still something that You know, if you're going to do something, you want to make sure that it's because you really want to do it and not because you feel bad or someone's guilt tripping you or manipulating you by telling you that they love you or whatever. And, like, it it doesn't matter what they've done for you. You don't have to pay them in sex. You don't have to pay them in anything. People are doing things because they want to, like, be kind to you. They want to be nice. And, like, if they're pressuring you or, like, throwing it back in your face, well, I bought you this or I did this for you then, I mean, do you want to be with that person? Yeah. Should you?
0: Red fucking flag. Mm -hmm. And and again, I can only speak from personal experience, but, and this is something that I, again, that like point of view from like a woman's perspective, never thought of because me, myself, like that was never my intention with like taking a girl out on a date and let's go to the movies and I'm like, I'll pay for it. And all that you know what I mean? Like it, it was just like, let's go do something as opposed to like, I'm going to entrap you. Into yeah, like this sex is the goal. Yeah, I, feel,
1: like, I feel like you can include the uh moment of realization. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, and, and I feel so dumb, dude. Like sometimes I I just don't consider things like and a lot of it has been pointed out as I've gotten older and like been dating and like this relationship that I've been in now for like a little bit over a year. Like every relationship's a little bit different, and I've had to deal with stuff that comes with uh the territory, right? I so to speak. And um girl i'm dating she's actually right here beautiful woman whatever so she she deals with a lot of stuff like that that like i
2: like external attention like unwanted attention maybe exactly and
0: like um it kind of sounds like i'm shitting on my exes it's not what i'm saying at all i'm just a little bit more cognizant of it now you know what i mean like i guess as i'm older or, or whatever and she's also very vocal about like hey like boundaries and shit like that to Obviously not to me, right? but like to other people. Well, yes to me. And all right, I'm like fucking you, you, vilifying myself no, 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 no. more and I mean, more. No, but
2: even you know when what you're I mean. Ba- right? Look, you're gonna yeah. you're gonna loosen up your boundaries the closer you right, get right, to somebody. Right. You know what right, I mean? Right, like right. It, that's just how ne- that's just the closest you can get to somebody
1: is through sex. I, I feel
0: like I keep putting my foot in my mouth so much this episode. No, and be fucking no, and watching the, it.
1: Back. I mean <laughs> we we all learn. Um, Slowly but surely, but even when when you're with your partner, you you're not gonna try everything all at once. Exactly, it's gonna be like okay, we did this this time. Okay, I liked it. Maybe I didn't like it this way. I like it the other way. So communication. Exactly. Your boundaries exactly. rely on comfort. Like For sure. you,
2: it, it's all about checking in with yourself and realizing okay, uh, you okay. So that's another freaking part of consent. That's why it's just so like. There's just so many levels to this and it's important to break it down. If I did something with you one time, that doesn't necessarily mean I'm going to want to or have to do it again. Let's say I did it every single day last month. And you know what? Uh, Today's a new day and I'm just not feeling it. Whatever reason, I don't have to justify it. But, like, I shouldn't feel pressured to repeat what I was doing just because you expect it.
0: Right, right. Um,
2: or let's say I said, yes, let's try something new. You know, let's do this. We talked about it. And then during, I back out. Can I back out? If I already said yes, I can. Right, At any given right, moment. Right. Like, if I'm if I'm in pain or I just, or I I'm not feeling it, whatever it is, I have that right. And I feel like... Um, You know, based off of personal experience, like when I was younger, it was like, oh my gosh, like I already said yes. Yeah, valió. Like, you know, and not necessarily in terms of sex, but in terms of like, it's embarrassing, you know, when you're, when you're younger and you're dating someone and you like them and you want them to like you. And it's just like, okay, you know, you're, you're a lot more unaware of your sexual self and like, and how you're thinking in terms of like your [SSS3] popularity or
0: like fitting in and shit like that, as opposed to caring for yourself and whatnot.
2: Yeah. There's like so many factors and it, it, it all depends on like what you feel and like how they respect it in the moment and if they're not respecting you in the moment then that's they're just and,
1: and I was gonna say it, it might sound I'm thinking about it, and it it's uh to me it sounds a little funny but it's not funny that um there's no lube in the world that can make you try something else if you don't want to like yeah.
0: <laughs> Facts.
1: <laughs> Facts. quote me on that
0: <laughs> unless you buy lube from our sponsors <laughs> I'm yeah. kidding I'm kidding I'm kidding <laughs> I'm kidding. And that was
1: ongoing consent.
0: Yeah. Okay. So ongoing consent consent is another layer of the entire thing. Must be granted
2: at every single time, at every single step. And it could be retracted.
0: It could be retracted. Don't be afraid to say no, even if you've already said yes. Yeah. It's a huge fucking thing. Uh, One of the things that I did want to talk about that you brought up again, like a little pre-show prep. um, I know you mentioned that. What are some things uh, with boundaries? What are some things that people do? that bother you? What is like the most common response that you normally get when you ask your students that?
2: You know, it it's, it's interesting. Um, I don't, I don't like to read their papers. Like oh, I ask okay. them to, well, and, but that's just me. I know they can, they can give us their papers and not put their names on it. And I don't read them. I don't know why okay. I just feel, well, but, um, but you have. actually,
1: um, the one uh, that we did, uh, this past, uh, can you move weeks, your mic
0: a little bit more this way? Uh,
1: the one we go. did a couple weeks ago was, um, oh, week ago, uh, the soccer team from uh, high school, and they were all guys. So it was very um, eye opening when you're just focused on, on the boys and they can open up to you. And they did that at the end of the, our presentation with healthy relationships um and it, the, most of them were were saying we don't like it that our girlfriends tell us um we who we can talk to who we can't talk to that's a big so, one i mean and that's pretty common even happens in in marriage but it's like hey you're two individual people and you can't be telling her what to do what uh, or what you can't do um uh she has to respect your um boundaries autonomy boundaries. autonomy yeah.
0: and, then, and then there's like a bit of a ebb and flow if you will of like a person's autonomy versus the other person's boundaries, right? Because, like, I was in a situation myself, even in this relationship that I'm in currently right now, where I was like, this, I'm Mm -hmm. not saying, like, X communicate, X, Y, or Z person. I'm telling you that there's a boundary. You can choose to respect it or not.
2: Yeah, and that's not, and and so that's, and that's an interesting topic that the the kids kind of brought up. And it's like, well, ma'am, but what if I am flirting? And they're upset. Okay, yeah, that's, that's pretty, you know, understandable, but like, how are they going about it? Yeah. yeah. You know, are they going to be like insulting you? Cause that's like toxic. And you know, I mean, if someone's, if you're cheating on somebody, you're, you're at fault. But then if the other person is bringing you down and like calling you all these ugly names and destroying your property and you know, the list goes on and, and on. Sending and you deserve it. No, sending you all these <laughs> messages. It's it, it does become unhealthy, and then
1: that person carries, I guess, the fault in the situation.
2: The fault, and you ourselves.
1: know, it's been very popular now that everybody's like, "Oh, el tóxico, la tóxica," and it's like, okay, they but kind of turn it into a you, joke. You, I mean, yeah. yeah, but it's not a joke because it's not a healthy relationship, and definitely, you, not. You, you it's, not it, uh, relationship it's not fun. Your relationship, should not. be really stressed. Not. Yeah. It, it shouldn't be stressful. So they make
2: light of it, but in reality, like, and I and my kid, and sometimes I'll joke around, you know, and they they make light of the situation. I'm like. But y'all are like, are you really having fun in this and, relationship? And
1: no, and they even put like la mini toxica and it's like, no, you don't want your children to to learn those behaviors of course. because the cycle of abuse is is learned behavior.
0: There it is, there it is. And I think that like a, one of the biggest weapons against that type of stuff is communication. And then mm-hmm learning how to effectively communicate because then even when you try to communicate, you know, you end up inadvertently stepping on your partner's toes or, or even like if it's just a friend or whatever and you're like, but that's not what I'm trying to say. You're not getting my message. It's just like, well, maybe you're not saying it right.
2: There's so many communication barriers. And when I was going back to when I was a case manager, um, I started, I would give like psychoeducation and give like little tips to like relationships. And a lot of this had to do with, um, with communication barriers, so like there's just so many little examples. But if you start off by saying you did this, you, 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 then that puts the person on defense, you, you know, and you're just being like offensive in a sense. There's just like a lot of things to learn, I guess, when it comes to like communicating and not necessarily blaming or like shifting blame to the other person. It's it's more you, it, the best way to go about it is you did, you know, you know, you did this action not in a, you know bad way but it made me it made me and especially you have to be in a very calm yeah yeah manner if you're very heated and you're upset walk away take a few seconds minutes maybe hours if you need to to calm down don't give them the silent treatment that's obviously toxic and that's just going to cause them psychological pain but when you're ready within that day it's best to talk to them again once you're calm and then gently explain you know this behavior was done, it made me feel this way. I, I reacted this way, blah blah blah. And then it's up to the other person. And it's and people don't want to show vulnerability because they say that the other person's going to take advantage. And I think it works around the opposite way. Like once you know that you do this type of action, you'll know for certain that it hurts me because I told you. And so if you're going to be doing it again, then now I know for sure that you want to hurt me or you're deliberate or you deliberately just don't care. And, and that's enough to, for me to like end a relationship depending on like how severe the situation is. But that person just generally doesn't respect you.
0: I, I understand that. And I think like, um, in the past year, actually, in the past almost two years, I think I've learned a little bit more about, like, the components of, like, an interpersonal romantic relationship um, and and just kind of understanding, like, a secure attachment, and an anxious attachment, or, like, an avoidant one. And it's been crazy to, like... I follow this Instagram on, on my personal. It's called The Secure Relationship, I think. And they post a lot of, like, really good stuff about that. And it's, like holy shit they're describing me or like holy shit I think they're describing my girlfriend and it's it's like interesting to see it and like kind of internalize that and apply it because then it leads to I think deeper connections ultimately and it just fortifies that relationship whether it's like a romantic relationship or otherwise Like it could just be you know a friendship or um, I don't know how far um, it could go into like a business relationship but like you know just interpersonal relationships in general I feel are paramount or at least me exactly I'm yeah. I'm oddly enough, misanthropic, but also I like people. I don't know. It's weird. It's a weird combination. A little bit extroverted introverted at the same time. Uh, And I'm sorry, I did not mean to cut you off. Were we going to pivot to something? No? Cool? Because I have to do a, a little bit of an ad read right now to pay some motherfucking bills <laughs> and uh this episode of aliens on the border is of course brought to you by por vida tattoos check them out if you want to get some sweet ass ink uh, shout out to gabe uh, go to porvidascs.com. book your tattoo appointment now uh, i know gabe does a lot of amazing uh classic tattoos been tattooing laredo since its inception it's so the best tattoo parlor around. Uh, shout-out to Por Vida Tattoos. Also, a huge shout-out to Consafo's Print Company. If you like um, cool prints, cool t-shirts, cool stickers, totes, you name it, they got it. Uh, make sure you check them out at consafosprintco.com. They got a bunch of badass gear. I'm not rocking their stuff today, but I have a couple of badass t-shirts that I um, they printed out for us, or rather, not for us, but some of their prints. Uh, they've got the Boys Don't Cry one, which I'm trying to get my hands on. If you're watching this now, that means that you probably w- visited them in San Antonio last weekend and cop some cool stuff. Uh, again, that's gonzafosprintco.com. You can follow them at CSPrintCo on Instagram. If you were following their old page, it got uh, hacked, so they started a new one. Make sure you help them build up that followership once more. It's at CS Print Co. And finally, this episode is also brought to you by the International Por Vida Tattoo Fest that's happening this April the 22nd through the 24th. Go to porvidatattoofest.com for more information if you want to be featured on there as an artist or contribute as a sponsor to the festival or anything of that nature. Or just go check it out. You know, go get your tickets and go check it out. Again, porvidafesttattoo.com. Thank you once again, Gabe. Thank you, Por Vida. Thank you, uh, Brenda with Gonzalo. Thank you, everybody, that's helping us um, keep doing this podcast that we love to do. And if you're interested in becoming a sponsor for the show, make sure you email us at AOTBcast, Oh, excuse me, AOTB.cast at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram at AOTBcast. Uh, Anyways, back to the fun stuff.
2: I love that you brought up um, the Instagram reference to being a healthier person in relationships because. We have our Instagram account, Ooh, <laughs> and sure. we talk about healthy relationships, and we talk about all these socio-emotional like, concepts that we're talking about now and that don't really get talked about in depth. I mean, look, I, I, we, we've noticed uh, the younger generation is more woke about these things, but not everyone is, and so even they follow our account. So it's at S-A-S-I underscore scan, so at Sassy underscore S-C-A-N. And we post there basically the things that we're talking about. So go ahead Actually, and give us a
1: follow. Our projects that are coming
2: up. Our projects that are coming up. Yes.
1: Um, we're doing this uh, Not In My Jeans project for April. Um, April is Sexual Assault Awareness Month. So we're very excited about this. We've been um, uh, just brainstorming and uh, talking to uh, different local shops. And um, the, the point of this is to get... Um, Our youth to involved in in the awareness so we asked them to uh, paint a mixed-media design on jeans um based on the uh inspired on denim day uh, which is victor will tell you right now um, about that and this um this project is is very special um and we are going to be um, exhibiting select uh, select jeans select designs, designs on local shops like Cafe Dolce and we have Los um, Olvidados.
0: Obis- oh, nice. Shout out to our, Los Olvidados right on the yes. bottom.
2: Yes, they are. Uh, so we, we have Los Olvidados. They're going to give us about 10 slots for the students. We're going to have Cafe Dolce. Shout out to Vale. Yeah, dude, for
0: sure. Yes. Shout and out to Cafe Doce, They got some dope ass
2: cultura. cultura. Shout and out to cultura. We're so excited to be showcasing uh, it's a, this new this new project that we're building on. We're inspired by Denim Day. And Denim Day dates back to the origins of it, the origins. Very historical. It <laughs> the, the had origin an Uncle story. Ben. <laughs> um, Uncle it, Ben
0: got killed. Okay. Sorry. <laughs>
2: Insert insert Peter Parker crying face. So in 1992, there was this young teenager in Italy who got sexually assaulted by her driving instructor. And so the case was taken to the Supreme Court and the judge overturned the case by stating that her jeans must have been so tight that she helped her assault her.
0: This is Italy, right? In Italy. Y'all should just stick to making pizza, bro. What the fuck are you doing? No, I'm kidding.
2: I'm exactly. kidding, but
0: that's fucking wild. Like, I,
2: Everyone started wearing denim uh, as, like, as backlash because yeah. it's like it doesn't matter what you wear. Sexual assault has nothing to do with what you're wearing. It has everything to do with the person being the abductor, the assaulter, having control issues and power issues. And that's like the whole point of what sexual assault is. Nothing to do with what someone's wearing. Nothing to do with like, oh, she was really drunk. I didn't know. Some people just kind of get it and others don't. And like Elisa was saying, it's like a learned trait. And so, um, so yeah, we're doing this to bring awareness to, to what sexual assault is, to get these conversations going. And so the students are just going to, you know, tear up the jeans, put beads in them. If you're listening, if you're a, a parent or if you're a student and you want to partake in this, we're offering community service hours, Oh, nice! 25 community service hours. There you go. Giving them out. just Giving them out. Y'all know
0: you need at least 200 to graduate, maybe even more now. I don't know. But.
2: Yeah, it's a lot. And so they're they're able to do this. And we're actually going to be uh, putting them up in a little bit less than two weeks. So April 1st is going to be the, re- the reveal, hopefully at Los Olvidados.
0: So that's literally the week after you guys watch. No, wait, the Friday that yeah. this comes out. Yeah. Yes. So, yes. Right, right, so, right. Then, there you go. At Los right. Olvidados will be the first exhibit, right?
2: Right. Okay. So you're welcome don't. to join. Um We haven't set up a date just yet, but the media is going to be there. And of course, you know, the coffee's bomb.
0: Yeah, it is. Uh, Shout out to coffee. Um, (laughs) Do you guys partake in coffee or not? I
1: love coffee. Yeah.
0: I just came off of like a whole stomach thing. Like today I finally feel normal. So so I was like, I'm not going to dive all the way back into coffee. I just got a little matcha latte. And I was like, all right, that should be. Oh,
2: matcha's rough too. Okay. Well... (laughs) you're good yeah okay i
0: I mean yeah i haven't exploded in the past hour so (laughs) i'm still alive i'm still alive and well and everything is good but going back to the whole like denim day thing like that's so crazy oh
2: it's april 27th so april 27th wear wear your jeans and you know post it hashtag denim day sorry support
0: it i've i swear to god i'm like I pretend to be a comedian every now and then. So I, will pr- I will do like stand up <laughs> at like some of the open mics around town. Shout out to the mic drop and uh, all the other open mics. And like the inner dumbass in me keeps making like stupid ass remarks here and there. But I'm just like, shut the fuck up, Josh. Let's be serious for once. And and that's one of my biggest problems that I, I have a hard time being serious because I poke fun at everything. Yeah. And I like whether or not I'm trying to be funny, like I, I just, it's hard for me to be serious. I don't know why, but that's just in my, whatever. Doesn't here nor there. Let's come back to um, what we were talking about with like the students that you guys present to and everything. Is yeah. it mostly like in high schools, uh, bleeding over into college, or
2: so we we definitely feel that um, prevention should be taken down not just at the high school level levels, which is where we teach, but prevention starts or it should start. When the child could barely talk, that's when they're able to defend themselves. That's when they're able to to really be cognizant or know what their private parts are to ward off nasty pedophiles. Yes,
0: For sure. 100%. Fuck pedophiles. And to name Jeffrey a,
2: Epstein. Bo- uh, body parts. Um, like they're, they're, they're,
1: properly. Properly. Right, supposed to. Right. Not name yeah. them cookie. Not name them... Um, I, I used to, I'm guilty of that because I, I, at the beginning I used to tell my son, oh, you're a turtle. Because I remember in his sonogram, it looked like a little turtle, but right, that was in right, his sonogram. Right. But then uh, a, a while back I was like, do you, um, do you know what, um, the name of your body part? And he said, yes, my penis. I'm like, yes. So nobody should touch it. So it, it's things that uh, parents should um, be really having this conversation with. Just like you learn head, shoulders, knees, and toes, this yeah. is your vagina, this is your dick. Yeah, exactly. Penis. Penis. penis yeah. <laughs> you know, it can
0: get vulgar later. Yes. This, you know, whatever, but
1: it's it's just like
2: one of those anatomical things terms. where yeah, it's important to name your name it for what it is. 100%. There's a lot of stigma. There's so many words that can describe a vagina. There's so many words that can name a penis. And what's that what that's doing is it's taking oh it's it's stigmatizing it as if it's perverted. It's just it's your anatomy, first of all. You know? It is what it is. And a child is more likely, if, unfor- if in the case that a child is going through sexual abuse, if they want to outcry and if they tell their mom, oh, um, he touched, he grabbed my cookie. <laughs> oh, sweetie, don't worry. We'll, we'll bake cookies tonight. Don't worry. Yeah, you know, it's like there's, it's not, the message isn't going to be well across, received. Yeah, They're not going to have a, an outcry that's going to be effective to where the, the adult can take them to get the treatment that they need. One and two, um, you know, if if a predator is approaching the child and trying to grab them in in their you know vagina or penis, and the kid goes, "Don't grab my penis," that's going to scare the predator.
0: Yeah, it'd be like, "Oh shit!" Oh,
2: he knows what he's talking about. This kid knows what's up.
0: Yeah, one hundred percent. And I'd I, like it, it is weird because again, like just growing up, like. Never really had the talk with my parents, like you know they weren't like, "Hey, that's your fucking penis or that's your anything." Like it was all just kind of like taboo and left. we for better or worse left to our own devices and, we, and just like exploring in that direction.
1: And we actually learn um, the wrong way. We 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 learn, uh the wrong. We have um, we get uh, a hold of the wrong information spe- exactly. uh, specifically because um, they. Uh, well, let's say you have an older sibling and they uh, get into porn or something. So they, they teach you things that uh, that a, a child, um teenager shouldn't be learning. You yeah, get the yeah. wrong idea of uh, sex. A hundred
0: percent. It's like not, with the power of the internet, like instead of like getting the actual talk now, it's yeah. just like, oh dude, page 10 on Pornhub. What the fuck is on there? Like, mm-hmm. the f- you know what I mean? Like it's at everyone's fingertips now. And I don't know. I, I feel like it definitely lends to uh fuck misunderstandings that can be oh
2: 100 like I used to when I was younger I was like oh whatever like it is what it is but then when you start looking at the research of of the negative effects of porn on people's minds and expectations it's really unhealthy to bring into your relationship and expect that someone's going to like behave that way and it makes uh there was a study done on males males are the ones that mostly watch porn not being sexist, <laughs> this is all statistical, yeah. Um, and 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 they're more likely to be more aggressive during sex, right? Right, you right. know, and then you get these nasty ideas of like, oh, like stepmom and stepson, it's just like, it's just who, and
0: t- who like, even because there was clearly, as an avid porn consumer, maybe, maybe not, that's a joke, is it, who knows, but. There was clearly like, this is sounds stupid, clearly a time where that was never anywhere. And then like from one day to the next, it was like all the fucking videos that are like the top videos are like stepbrother, sister, step stepmom, yeah. stepdad. I was like, what the fuck? Where did this fetish even come from? Who, who did this?
2: Yeah. It's very perverse. It's weird. It is weird. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Sorry. Super old no, no, tangent. No, but it, like- no, it is. I mean, it, and it's, it's so it's weird to talk about, but I mean like we're science, not we, you know. Humans. The humans are yeah, yeah. doing, they're watching this in private. But if you really think about it, like, what are you feeding your brain? And like, and th- that, you know what? I hate to say it, but I, well, I do I hate to say it? No, I don't. That's the least of the nastiness, that right. porn. You know, there's so many women and men on these porn websites. I don't even think people question, are they even having consensual sex when they're making these videos Ooh,
0: that's a good question
2: are children being because, protected on Pornhub yeah have you heard of that before no they're wait they're, wait wait. what yeah there's a lot of child pornography on these websites they're they're not being monitored that's fucking crazy I had an no idea and it's like we're normalizing this you know it's like it's okay like the government is making this okay whether they're doing it purposely you're not they're they're not really filtering these videos and it's perpetuating all this this negativity in the media that perpetuates our negative belief that that goes into the rape culture
0: that's crazy and i want to talk a little bit about rape culture in in just a second but you said i know you wanted to get something in what were you gonna say
1: oh well uh just uh, i mean there there's a lot of uh things going on um horn and and we just talked about the the sibling and the the step and everything but also um those that are um that dress dress up the, the producers i guess they have this idea of dressing up the girls in in like uh like little pigtails little girl oh things. okay so right. i mean that that's very when you see it it's very uh shocking and and just stupid what do you want to uh, make an adult feel like oh he's having sex yeah. with a little girl or like, what I don't know. You know? Like yeah. That's very Making them like infant not infantile, right? Yeah. right? Like,
0: I don't know what the problem yeah. is, but I know I know what you're getting at. And mm-hmm. that's also weird because it's like it's alerting. Exactly. Is and it maybe in in the subtext of it, like it kind of gets lost in like, oh, I'm just trying to see some porn or whatever the fuck. But like it is weird that a lot Even of people are like that. I mean bad it, acting, but
2: And <laughs> that's the whole point of prevention. Like pe- like the we can see preventioneers, we call it, you know, they call us prevention ears yes.
1: at the. Because we're the, from Texas.
2: Nice. <laughs> um, but it's like, oh, too sensitive, too sensitive. But it's like the, it, it all stems from the media. And there's, it's like it's like um, the programming that kids are watching. It's like the whole Pepe Le Pew. I don't know if you heard of that whole debate where it's like yeah. people check out. And it's like, oh, it's stupid. And if I wasn't in this job, if I didn't know the research, if I, you know, wasn't in this I wouldn't think that it was perpetuating you know anti-consent but it but it is and so it's funny and a lot of the ways that we can just surpass this idea is if we're laughing at it and we see it as no big deal but it, but it is it, it is proving a point that oh, okay like I'm laughing at something when like the girl's stressing out and even though it's a cartoon character even though it's for kids it's still planting that seed where like, it doesn't matter like what a guy does. If the girl is being uncomfortable, Uh it's funny. It's whatever. No one cares.
0: I don't know. I, I think that context plays a huge part into things like that.
1: And speaking of context, um, I was just telling Victoria, I was looking for, for the, um, the, uh, the news. Um, so in this news from, I don't know if I should say the city. Yes. Yeah. Why not? Um, from San Antonio, um, they uh, posted this article about um, a woman finding her her seven year old little girl in bed with uh, with a man, or a, a seven year old girl in uh, the the fifty year old
2: husband was in bed with a seven year old girl.
1: What the fuck? and
2: that's how they worded it.
1: I mean, and that's that they had the clearly up just to child the next. abuse. And it's like, like hello, I, and I even um, I commented. I was like, rename it. Like that's not how you should be.
0: That's not the headline. No.
1: She'd like, be like fifty year old is. pedophile. Yes, he was like, sexually assaulting her. A, yeah, raping, sexually assaulting a raping child, being a, a child, raping
0: a child. Exactly. That's fucking crazy. And That's
2: it, it, I don't know. It, and it's these minuscule ways that that we just like, oh, you know, Word, you words
0: matter. You don't think. You don't, really think, sure. you don't yeah. think
2: deeply into it, but it's all going to the back of your mind. It's, they're all sending sense. these, like these. They're they're priming your mind the, to think that it's okay, and sh- it's sh- the media.
0: I agree, and. Also, though, like, could that just be someone that's stupid? You know what I mean? Like, maybe it's not, yeah. they're not intentionally being evil. They're just being stupid. Yeah, like, but it's you know like, like I mean?
1: clickbait. Like, You you know how to word something so they can be also like, that, oh, yeah. it, okay. But w- So really? And then.
0: Because like, maybe like that, there had to have been a couple of different headlines before it got published, right? And they were like, which one is going to give people that exact reaction? Because I think that we engage a lot more on social media with things that infuriate us versus like. Things that we might agree with or that are like
1: that people uh, don't care appeasing. about, or,
0: yeah. Like, so maybe that's why the headlines there. I mean, I don't know, man. Social the age that we live in now with social media at large is very interesting. It's like a huge experiment that we're all kind of seeing. Like,
1: I mean, you know, the goal is not to minimize these assaults 100%. So, 100%. so that, I mean, name it as it is. It was exactly, it was, you know,
2: look like that brings up a good point, What you were saying of how the media and how you know the internet is kind of evil in that sense where we're not protecting children and we're giving people the wrong ideas of what sexual assault is an innocent seven-year-old google's boobs what is he gonna find you think he's just gonna find a pair of what boobs look like anatomical boobs no
0: probably a whole bunch of crazy shit a
2: whole bunch of porn and then it goes into like the nastiness into the rabbit hole yeah Mm -hmm.
0: that's intense you know and, and then there is, I think, like a level of uh, responsibility to the parent at that point, obviously, right? Like yeah, to right, be right now. engaged and involved into your child's life to a degree where you're like...
2: Where you're protecting them. Exactly. Children need to be protected.
0: Is the the internet, is, I think, is like a dual-edged sword, which is like one of the greatest revolutions to mankind because it's given us instantaneous access to all of the ascribed knowledge of the entire human population, right? But then, you know, the other thing is like a seven year old can look up boobs, which Innocent-y. is not great. Yeah. Which is innocent, <laughs> a, you know, what? and it
2: here
1: hears it from a kid in school, okay, yeah. boobs. And then what is he gonna find? Right, right. And and I know we're diving so much into to this, but it, it brings me back to uh listening to my uh brother's stories or my or my cousins that uh to um about their manhood that they used to go to the um, what's it called um, to the Sona. Yeah. And, and that was to prove your manhood like oh you would go with this prost- prostitute and that's fucking crazy. you know and it's like before right now it, it was like funny like oh haha you did that but really like you weren't supposed to be there yeah it's like that's <laughs>
0: crazy I always use the word la zona as just like the tail end of a dumb joke that I'm throwing out there just because I never had any personal experience with it I just knew what it was but that's intense I, I've I don't think I've ever heard about oh my that gosh. specifically. I, I
2: had I had a, a client once, and she was into a lot of things on the, and talking about going into the internet and in real life as well too. Talk about rabbit holes. Yeah, she was like a she was like the deep dark web web knowledge like right in front of me, giving me all this information I didn't ask for. But I w- I was a professional, and of course I was listening to her, and um, you know, she was telling me about what happened in La Sona. Man, nothing to repeat. I don't even mention it to myself, <laughs> but it's, it's very dark and it's very creepy. It sounds creepy. like a and traumatic you, place. I mean, yeah, it, yeah, definitely. And um, we have to protect also like men's and, and adolescent growing boys' sexuality as well.
0: For sure, for sure. Like, I agree. Yeah. And, and I think that is kind of a hard thing to do because um, when, when people think about the idea of sexism, for predominantly I would say, I think it's fair to say that like maybe a lot of people see it in the sense of like men's power over women for mm-hmm. the most part. Is mm-hmm. that like a fair kind of take that's, on it? That's right?
2: how people see it exactly. because it's all about but, like, it's all about highlighting nowadays. It's like feminism that's highlight our struggles and women pa- empowerment. But, but feminism is not just about women and this is what a lot of people should And it, It's, it's awesome to understand that it's also about men as we're breaking out of our gender boxes and, and out of trying or out of
1: being. Breaking glass ceilings.
2: <laughs> breaking ga- glass ceilings and not being, not being um, what's the word, submissive and, you know, com- being com- emotional, com- su- it- submissive. Oh, okay, okay women are raised to be submissive and be girly and like pink and you know we're emotional beings and cooking and cleaning and we're artsy and men are more of like the scientific mathematical route um you know don't show emotion as a man don't cry boys don't cry but in reality we're all human boys should cry because the only well okay so a question so what is the (laughs) i love that but what is the only acceptable emotion that society sees as men, like a good expression for men?
0: Shit. I don't know. That's a good question. Uh fuck. is there one that's like obvious that I'm just being dumb right now? I'm, like, no, I mean like just know? throw
2: one out. Just throw okay, so men so men strong,
0: th- I guess. There you go.
2: Okay. Okay, but okay, so I guess I oh, would wait, I wait, guess emotional the, response, emotion. right?
0: Yeah. Um anger
2: anger exactly it's like oh he's angry whatever that's just how guys are but no like they're just like it's so easy to just explode when you're repressing all these emotions because you can't cry you know no one really cares to talk it's like a girl thing where it's like oh you know girls cry and talk about their emotions but hey men are also humans too men also have emotions and so we have to protect boys emotions as well too and, and allow protect them men. protect men. Talk about their emotions. You know, we don't want them to explode. We don't want them to harm themselves. The highest rates of suicide are from men. Are from men.
0: The highest rates of rape are also from men because of jail. Am I wrong? Because of what jail
2: are also? I mean, I'm not. I don't. I'm not sure of that statistic.
0: Okay, I heard that somewhere. I might be super wrong, and if I am, <laughs> I'm dumb, so it's okay.
2: Hopefully,
1: Harvard. Well, headed.
2: well, yeah. well <laughs> actually, actually, I'm um, thinking back. I remember my director said that women across the board were always susceptible to rape, Facts. but but men, for some reason, they're more susceptible when they're when they're out of vulnerable population, which is when they're children, mm-hmm. and as they age, that susceptibility goes down
0: also like and this is true i think for both ends of the spectrum whether male or female uh i think we'd see like a lot clearer not to get into data or whatever but if people would talk about it you know what i mean because like there's again how many people do we all know that like whether it's a guy or a girl that went through something that can be categorized as sexual abuse that they just never it. Oh,
2: there's levels. Right? I mean, when I got into this job, I had no idea that uh, I kind of experienced some form of, of that. Um, and it, it's one of those things where once you know what it is, it's like, ah, uh, you know, this comes, you know, right, from right, the back of mind. And it doesn't necessarily have to be penetration forced because that's when you think rape, you think, it, oh, it's forced without your consent, you know. You you might have been drunk, whatever the case may be, but you think it's this big, dramatic event. Unfortunately, it's like that for some people, but not for everyone. It's like the little minuscule comments or, you know, maybe your professor said something a little bit inappropriate. Mm. Maybe your boyfriend kind of led you on to like have sex with you, even though he wasn't into you. He told you he loved you. That's manipulation into sex. It's these little ways that we don't really think about and when it starts adding up, once you know what sexual assault is, um, and, you're, and you're it, able to fully realize like your experience and we're all kind of connected in that sense and like how I was talking about men too.
0: Right Is there like a, a hierarchical distinction between sexual assault and rape like
2: as in yeah, sexual assault is
0: like something definitely. That be a little
2: bit? Definitely. And that, that 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 isn't penetration,
0: right? Then rape would be penetration. That
2: goes in. And so the whole sexual assault, it goes into the rape culture. So, so it's like the stigmas and the beliefs. Like if you, if you watch a lot of of porn and you believe that sex is a certain way, you think sex is aggressive. (laughs) You know, you think sex, you know, the girl should have pigtails or whatever it is. Like that's kind of, that's kind of like a war on women. Right. It definitely is. So that's a form of sexual assault. It's your beliefs. It starts with your beliefs.
0: Can the reverse also be true though? Like if that is a war on women what if there's a woman or a girl that like consumes a lot of porn and is like all men must be muscular and have like 10 inch dicks and all. That no one's shit.
2: protected out here
0: <laughs> right oh, I, I be, again trying to play devil's advocate and <laughs> no
2: like most the, definitely and we is can, that
0: also like would that then be like war on men as well or
2: definitely there's okay. a lot of things that i've heard women say about men oh my gosh like there was this <laughs> friend that told me um you know she had said something uh i mean well she said, she said something kind of rude after, after she and a guy hooked up
0: an and I
2: guess she didn't finish. And so she just put on her clothes and she said, okay, well I'm going to go home and I'm going to, you know, finish myself off. And like the guy was really nice. I know him. he's a nice friend. He's really nice. And it's like, why would she tell you that? Like, that's, that's so mean, mean, you know, yeah. it's yeah. like the expectation of like, oh, men suck. Cause he didn't make me finish. And in reality it's like, well, I mean, that's like also an unrealistic unhealthy expectation and that's also rude like you're being toxic
0: yeah that, that's pretty mean and it uh, th- goes back to like the actually it doesn't go back to anything but what i think it, it brings to the table is like the um having like a healthy dialogue with the person that you're engaging into any sort of like sexual encounters with oh. where you know what i mean like well, hey of
2: course like i to like make this. it a, a
0: great fucking show for everybody you know mm-hmm. i like that's- this
2: i don't like this and it just makes the experience a lot more funner yeah. When, you're, when you're able to like completely let loose and the person knows what you like and what you don't like and not in a like oh, this, that, that, not in a way where you're like overly critiquing the person because that's not cool either. Right, but when really the person the knows your likes and your dislikes, that, oh, another part of consent, and it's funny that you mentioned that because another part of consent, I went to the National Sexual Assault Conference in Philadelphia before COVID, um, B.C.,
0: <laughs> right? BC Holy shit. You, you heard it here first, people.
2: Right. No, it, it was like a whole experience. And so I brought up the clear consent, uh, the clear, coherent, willing, and ongoing aspects to consent. And she had another aspect, which is fun. Okay. You want to have fun. It For could sure. be all those things. Like it could be clear, it could be coherent, you could be sober. You could be willing to do it. You know, maybe the person isn't, there's not a power indifference. You know, you're of age. It could be ongoing. But you also you also want to have fun.
0: True, true. Whether
2: you love the person or not.
0: Yeah. Agreed, agreed. Because then if it's not fun, then like, what are we doing? You know what right, I mean? Right,
2: then are you respecting your boundaries? Like, yeah.
0: like if it's not fun, then maybe one of the other components isn't there altogether or something. I don't yeah. you know what I mean. I mean, it's,
2: like, it's a component in itself. True, true. Cause if it's not, then you're like, yeah, I could, be, it could be all out of respect, but if you're not really enjoying yourself, then sometimes it's the opposite. It could be, I feel like for a lot of people, like if they're not enjoying it, especially for, I mean, this could, this is just conversational talk, Of course. but I was having this conversation um, with a group of girlfriends and we were talking about how, um, the difference of conversations when girls have sexual experiences and guys have sexual experiences. A guys are just like, okay, well, we did it. I got laid. And then a girl could be more so like, oh, I don't know. It's kind of weird. Like, you know, it could be this. Ref- uh, then we did that. that and then, uh,
0: I don't know. <laughs> I, it's Speaking from the other side of the spectrum here, I think that like we as guys, not to fucking reveal any of our secrets, but um, <laughs> I think there's a little bit more to that. I think it just depends on like who we're talking to. Cause there's some, you know, like with friends that we feel a little bit more comfortable, like talking about that type of stuff. Well,
1: Generalizing. It's like, uh, we call it locker room talk.
0: Yeah. Okay. That's exactly, that's exactly it. But at the same time, I've noticed like even within my current like friend group and stuff that when it comes to talking about like sex that with, our significant other, we're a lot more reserved because like, I don't know what it is, but we, we just don't really get into it. And I think that maybe women are a little bit more open to like, Hey, like, you know, like if you, let's say for example, in this situation, just hypothetical here, like you're in a relationship with someone and you're with, you're hanging out with your girlfriends. Are you more likely to talk about like the sex that you have within that relationship to your girlfriends? Like, is that,
2: I think that's a personal boundary, right? Like you can kiss and tell if you want to, um i mean i also feel like you do owe that person a little bit of discretion you know yeah. what i mean you don't want to be
1: talking about his size to or, your whole friends true. and or that's where communication comes in like uh sometimes uh, as a couple you might be open to to talking to your other couple friends about it like oh no she doesn't like all this and and you're just messing around but you're talking and there's no filters or there's no uh like there's, there's
0: a context there that yes. is like okay like if we're Flinging out talk like about little sex. jokes here and there. Yeah, I get that.
1: It's up to but. personal
2: boundaries. Mm-hmm. Oh, and a lot of the time, sometimes we can say, Have you ever said something that, um, You know, you look back and you're like, oh, you don't feel good about what you said. You overshared. I've probably
0: done that like a hundred times on this podcast. I do
2: it all the time. But yeah, yeah. And it's one of those things where it's like, oh my God, what is that? That's a boundary. So it's like, okay, maybe next time, you know, maybe I shouldn't share this type of... And so it's just with boundaries, the interesting thing is it's a trial and error. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we say things, especially when we're growing up and it's like, or, you know, we're always growing up. Let's be honest. Sadly.
1: Um,
0: Sadly. <laughs> I know, like, we never reach adulthood. as a big ass child. Hey,
2: some Benjamin. people kind of don't. <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: Um, but yeah, yeah, it's one of those things where, like, you check in with yourself and, and you start changing your boundaries as time goes on and what you liked before. Okay, maybe I liked this type of sexual act and maybe now I don't like it. And that's completely fine. Maybe I was okay with you looking through my phone. Now I'm not okay with you looking through my phone.
0: Yeah, like, things can change. It's not like we you know, become statues and shit. We're organic beings.
2: We can't hold people accountable for who they were. If that's not who they are in the present.
0: That's true. That's true. Right. Uh, but going back to what, what I was getting at is like, um, and maybe this is just because of like what I see in movies and stuff where I feel that like, w- this is just my interpretation of, again, like based on media that I consume that, you know, women are a little bit more open to talking about those things when they're in relationships to others or, yeah, I think that that's the case. I might be wrong. But, okay, but, but yeah, I don't know. I don't but then,
1: what happens when when you uh, when you're going out with someone and then you break uh, you break off, uh,
0: break up, break like, up, right, right, right.
1: <laughs> and then um, so you start talking about that person and you say, oh no, like he wasn't even good or he wasn't uh, he wasn't good in bed or you, he wasn't you highlight bad. the negative parts, so, right yeah. Now. So it's, you you kind of still talk about him. <laughs> you're trash talking him. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah, I get that. And, and I don't know, cause in my experience and most of like my inner circle of guy friends are you're
2: humiliating in- them. And that's part of the toxicity of a relationship. Even though you're not in the relationship anymore, like you're still humiliating the person.
0: Yeah. Still giving, I
2: mean, a value. lot I mean, I mean, come on, like we're all human. Even revenge porn comes into this. Oh gosh. Revenge porn. Which is also illegal. It's illegal. It's a class C misdemeanor.
0: Wait, what is revenge porn? I, just, I nodded in my head like porn. if I knew what the hell we were talking about and now I okay.
2: don't. <laughs> so, so revenge porn, and it's something that a lot of the high school students do, is when they break up or they're having like relationship problems, they'll post a picture oh, of their girl okay, or, okay, or they'll it, send it. it to all their friends. They'll like got mass it, send yeah, it. Right, right. But now it's against the law as of September 2019 to where if you receive an unwanted, unsolicited nude, you, you can that person that sent it could receive fund. up to a $500 fine Damn. and a classy misdemeanor. Damn. So we're protecting our kids more because that's child pornography. Yeah,
0: that, that is. Mm-hmm. And also, again, like we got to adjust and adapt to the technology that we now have access to because that, that, that wasn't really that feasible, I would say, like in the early 2000s, 90s. But now it's like instant, like, Harry, dude, I'm just going to airdrop these dudes to like and everyone. And it's going to
1: stay there for life. Yep, like, <laughs> yep. Yeah.
0: Fucking wild, fucking wild. Okay, so I would uh, you know, Whatever revenge porn. That's I was just like, wait, what is revenge porn? Um, also
1: part
2: of rape culture.
0: Also part of rape. Let's talk about rape Let's culture. Can we can culture. we ascribe like a sort of a a definition to rape culture?
2: So so rape culture. Um, so it it starts off as like the normalization of a lot of like mundane things that we may consider like sexist attitudes, rape jokes, locker room banter. Unwanted sexual touch, like even if you're kidding, like, aha, ah, like whatever it is. Like a lot of people can get away with things by joking around. Um, cat calling. Cat calling is when you're just like whistling at someone from the street.
0: I, I you know, yelling so yelling
2: things at a woman that's walking uh, sh- on the street. Hey, hey. <laughs> right. Flashing, exposing, unsolicited nude pics, non-consensual photo or video of somebody. Um, groping. And it, it just keep, continues going up. And then in the orange, it's like safe word violations which you know what that is, right? Yeah. yeah, Um, Revenge porn, threats, coercion, manipulation, victim blaming and shaming. You know, you're the slut. You're the one who wore this. You know, you were asking for it. No one asks to get sexually assaulted. Then you start going to like the the red section, contraceptive sabotage, you know, uh, which is covert condom removal. Oh, okay. Or 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 I'm sorry. Covert condom rule is different. A contraceptive sabotage is not in the
1: condom or Right, exactly. Not being
2: safe. Or like or not allowing for the girl to have access to birth control or, you know, doing something that's gonna interfere with the reproductive system, which belongs to her.
0: Sounds barbaric as fuck and like Yeah. I don't know. Like I, again, I can only speak from my personal experience, but it just sounds like shit that I would never do. And that's you know like you would like, red flag
1: on a, a yeah. healthy relationship because it, it that shouldn't be happening.
0: Yeah, like I don't know. That's fucking wild.
1: It goes up to molestation and then drugging and
2: then rape and and you know, unfortunately, rape isn't even at the top of the pyramid. It's it's murder. It's it's death. killing death. Well, yeah. How, how many times have you heard of a woman getting killed and right before she was raped? Or she's found naked.
0: Right, right, right.
2: Or she was in an abusive relationship. And then, you know, most of the time um, in abusive relationships, sexual assault is present.
0: Didn't we just have like a huge case that happened like not too long ago that was all over social media that involved like cover ups potentially? And I don't know what the fuck. Or am I tripping? Didn't that happen here? So I feel like that. I, like I that know that here. there
2: was a case um, that was all over social media
0: that they found the body like on one a of N- the parks. A
2: Nixon around.
0: Yeah, uh, I don't know. Somewhere in that general area. I don't know. Let's not highlight crazy no. negative shit. Mm-hmm. But um, it just reminded me uh, of that because, like, that's th- at first I was like, wait, I have heard about this a lot because I watch a lot of Law and Order. Thank you, babe, because that's you. But and then I was like, wait a minute, real world. Like, do I hear that a lot? Yes, I do. Yeah. That's pretty fucking wild. And,
1: and even then, you, you hear about it in the news, and it's just, you're just listening, like you said, to negative things, and and how sad, how sad, but what are you doing to prevent it? And that's that's what we're here that's for. That's exactly what we're here for. I'm having
0: people on to talk about all this stuff, Yes, because I don't do it enough. So yes.
1: Oh, so we're getting into the depths Aliens of it. Aliens on the border? Yes. Prevent. <laughs> yeah, dude, we
0: prevent, I don't know, I don't have anything funny to add to that, but we prevent.
1: We're Fuck raising that. awareness.
0: We're raising awareness, dude. Make sure you get consent, you know what I mean? Make That's sure you get about.
2: consent. It makes things funner. Makes You're not getting fun. consent. It's cuz you have some unresolved issues, some unresolved trauma.
0: If it feels like a gray area, step away, my guy. Simple as exactly. that. Exactly. Simple as that.
2: Exactly. And you know, for those like that are that do happen to engage in these behaviors where they're they're acting violently against women or against men or you know, whatever population, it's, it's up to the person to get help because without it, they most likely won't change. And it's a learned behavior, like Ilse was saying.
0: Yeah. And, and the reason why I wanted to talk about the idea of rape culture is to try and understand it better. Cause I feel like maybe I have like a skewed perception on it where there's like initially maybe a little bit of an aversion to subscribe to the idea that there is rape culture. But if we clearly define some of the things that make that up, you know, it's, it becomes easier for me to be like, okay, maybe we were inadvertently or maybe not inadvertently doing it. Not that, I influence culture in any way, shape or form. Again, it's just things that don't necessarily oh, always do. come into my radar. Per Even say, music. Right? I mean, yeah. Music
1: plays a lot of, um, uh, an important role also in, Oh, a hundred percent.
0: In you in know, violence. You pick any rap song that you want to hear. And, mm. but everybody loves it though. It's just fucking crazy, which is why I think it's funny that like a lot of people try to cancel like some comedians, but then like, dude just, check out any of these rap songs do you want to also cancel them like I mean
2: I mean it's kind of like okay I there's a lot of things that I see a lot of things that I hear and it's up to what I like I need to know better as a human sure. being like what is what what is contributing to all these cultures of violence and as long as I can make that distinction first of all I'm probably not going to want to listen to that music I'm probably not going to laugh at that joke cuz that's perpetuating like hostility against women or perpetuating, you know, an unrealistic view of sex. And, you know, if it is funny or whatever it is, I'm still not going to really want to outwardly laugh about it or, or not really make way for that perpetuation to put, to put it in a, a perspective
1: to make other people think it's okay. And, and part of what we also teach is the bystander effect that is also um, of um, it's empowering guys, um, the the especially the youth uh, males to uh, st- step up and just be um, not be a bystander. Step on up this. against violence. Yes, if you hear uh, your your friend saying, "Oh, this bitch, this this um, whatever, de- degrading a girl or slut shaming or something." Be the guy. Uh, oh, we, we had stickers on that, right? We did. Uh, uh, don't yeah, be that guy. Don't be that guy. So Don't um, be that guy. Yeah, be, be the guy that stands up and be like, hey, that's not cool, man. Like, you know, uh, stuff like that matters. If and you they see make a something difference.
2: going on, like bullying or whatever, stand up. Because majority, that's that's another thing that we teach at schools. And I keep going back to it. But, I mean, this is so fundamental that it, it's really not what we teach at schools, but it's what everyone else should know and we're not taught this is that if something's going on we as human beings have a responsibility to speak up and defend that person defend someone that's getting bullied or defend someone that you know is in a a bad state because the majority of the time like research shows like and I'm pretty sure you've seen it if someone falls outside or if someone's not doing well most people will just walk past them unless they feel it's their responsibility, unless you're called out like, hey, come help me, you know, Else. and there's really, and then no one's going to help them. Mm-hmm.
1: There's a lot of social experiments on this on YouTube um, that you can uh, just Google and and they'll come out that people just walk past somebody that's asking for help. And it's like, oh, like it's it's like they want something in return. Like, oh, what, like, what are you going to give me if I help you? So if not, they'll just keep on it's
2: it's a mixture of social diffusion of responsibility of diffusion where you know everyone else we act as a flock people really are sheep when it comes to being outside like maybe if we saw someone in pain if it was just us we would help them but since we're acting as a norm and we all have a desire to fit in whether we consciously know it or not um we're not really going to act upon saving that person because one, we don't want to be seen as an outsider. Um, we want to be accepted, and so, so what we teach at the schools is to stand up and be a bystander, stand up against being a bystander, and be an active bystander and help that person, and it would create a much safer community.
0: Be a good Samaritan. Yeah. Boom.
2: We're doing that.
0: That's about us, and and that's true. Like, if, how many times have I driven past? homeless people or whatever, they're asking for change and stuff. And it's just like, peace. Yeah. I'm good. I'm mean, guilty of
2: it. It's yeah. not necessarily like, well, we don't, we give scenarios and they're not necessarily um, with populations that are homeless, but it's like, you know, if your friend was like oh, right, yeah, it's going through this. Diff- or, <laughs> different context, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, but it kind of can. like, okay, I, it's weird that you say that. Cause this past weekend I was in Austin and there was this homeless person and I had and I had cash on me, but I was reliant on the person that I was with to like be the one to like give the money yeah, or like, not. Yeah, yeah. And he didn't have anything. And by the time we were already like walking past them and I thought, oh, afterthought, I have money. Yeah. You know, and it's like, well, he, they kept walking. And so then I kept walking. And you know, but but then but then I at the same time as a bystander, we want to protect ourselves. And sometimes if you jump into the face of violence, yeah. you're like so you put yourself in harm. Right. Way. So so what we teach is there's a lot of of minor ways where you can help somebody and not necessarily throw yourself into the fire cuz that's pretty scary. You know, you don't want to be injured or you don't want to also be bullied. So, you know, if someone's being bullied at your school or something's going on in your neighborhood, Go to the police station we ask you know let them know and you can be an anonymous tipper and it's just as simple as that where you don't have to get involved but you're still being a good citizen
0: i get that that's you know yeah go for it uh you know where it's at right okay cool perfect now i get to grill you um so in reference to like certain situations like that there's a video that's been going around where like this guy is like Literally downtown here, dragging some chick, I think, or something like that. I don't know if you've seen that, but no, like, no, no. they just drive by and they're like, "Whoa, that's crazy!" I don't yeah, know if they did that, anything or not, and it's just like,
1: "No, I haven't seen it." But it, I mean, it's uh, a thing nowadays that the first thing you do is you record. pull your phone yeah. and record, and it's like, "Okay, so this is then, gonna go viral. Are, are you going to give that uh, to the police? Are you? What are you going to do that with that recording? Just post it on Facebook, post it on Instagram, and just." what go viral is what was your good deed of that? Or what was the point? I
0: don't know. It's so crazy. Like what are some of the other events or not necessarily events, but I I guess like other ways that you guys are pushing the awareness, whether it be something like the whole not in my jeans or, or is that the, did I say it right?
1: Not in my jeans. jeans. Yes. Yes.
0: Okay. Perfect. Um, or or, or other things like that where we're bringing awareness to the community. Well,
1: um, Previously, we did uh, Teen Dating Violence Awareness Month. So that's when we we did the Healthy Relationships Rock, which you guys weren't a part of. But now that we have you, we'll we'll keep in touch. Um, So getting the youth involved in these projects or even just telling them, hey, follow our social media, uh, just so they can, um, if they open that little window, it's like you're getting all this information. And um, sometimes, uh, one time we even got a message from Um, this girl saying, Hey, I'm, I'm feeling, um, I got triggered over the weekend about this, uh, because she had been sexually assaulted. So reaching out through our social media, it's, it's super important. Maybe, um, we're not counselors, but, um, I mean, in our program, we have the, uh, prevention, the advocacy and the counseling. So, um, they can get the help. It's free to the community. It's, um, we can provide all of those uh, things for them.
0: In in your experience, I, I imagine that with the territory, because of the nature of the work that you guys do, there's probably like a lot of crazy, I, I don't want to, I guess maybe like not negative, but but overall just heavy things that you guys encounter. And do you see, have you seen like a positive impact or influence that, I mean, just from even what you just said right now, but like the the program that you guys have been, cultivating and whatnot have you seen any sort of like a positive repercussion come from that
1: oh most definitely yeah. Yeah. well being in prevention uh myself that I just got started I haven't um seen I haven't been I'm an advocate because I, I did the training okay uh but I haven't gone to the calls uh, to the hospital oh, uh got it, she got it. has and she has uh, a little bit of the both sides of, of the story because we want to prevent, but then we already she already saw it happening uh, when uh, when they get the call. So at least being in prevention, I feel this um, maybe um, at the end of the our curriculum, we'll say like, what did you learn? Or maybe they'll follow our account and we'll see that okay, something stayed with them. So it's those little things that that um, make us feel like okay, we like, accomplished something. Yeah, like we're making yes. a difference. Mm-hmm.
0: That's pretty crazy. I was just saying, like, I feel like you guys must run into a lot of like heavy like situations, right? Like,
2: oh yeah, as working for the rape crisis center, we're on call and twenty four hour, twenty four seven. If we get a call from the hospital, if someone that's in a crisis, someone that's about to like get an exam because they were recently assaulted, we're there for them and we're advocating for them. So, you know, um, I guess this is a good place to say that if anyone were, if you or anyone that you know were to be sexually assaulted, the exam allows for up to five days of the DNA of the assaulter to be on the survivor's body. So you have up to five days to go to a hospital and get the sexual assault forensic exam. And it's for for purposes of, of pressing charges. But That comes with time. So if you don't want to press charges after you take the exam, that's completely fine. But at least you have that DNA, most likely, hopefully sometimes, you know, it isn't found. But in a lot of cases, yeah, you will have that DNA where uh, the lab will process it. And then if, if you do want to press charges, it's up to you. You know, and you have up to two years, I believe, up to two years to decide if you do want to press charges. And that's what survivors have that right. And you have an advocate, which I could go to the hospital. Um, We have the advocate coordinator that can go or um, one of the volunteers that will be there throughout the whole hospital visit, throughout the whole anxiousness
1: of it, everything will be there for you. And I also want to add that... um, Thankfully, I mean, before things, uh, in the sexual assault has, uh, it it was very bad for survivors, but now uh, I can say because we watched, remember the documentary, and it's gotten a lot better for survivors. They actually, uh, when they do the same exam, it's a kit uh, that comes with everything that they perform the exam with. But now they actually have tracking numbers, so oh, they sure. don't get lost. They used to get lost. Uh, millions of exams used to get lost, and survivors didn't get their justice. And and now it's um, a thing that they have tracking numbers, and they give uh, that survivor. A, um, that information so they can know where uh, it's in the... In what, in what ti- where in the what process, uh-huh. oh, okay. process. that it. their
2: kit is being processed. It
1: goes from the hospital to... To the lab forensics. in Austin, mm-hmm. if it happened so in Texas.
2: Okay, okay. So it's pretty cool technology that's, that's, you know, being updated as the time passes and as people are becoming more woke with sexual assault awareness.
0: Uh, as we kind of enter like the, the wrapping portion on here, uh, what are some pieces of advice that you can offer to people that may either find themselves currently in a situation where they're being, I don't know, sexually abused or in an at risk situation or people that have gone through that already? Like what are some things that you would offer them?
2: Well, they can always seek services and counseling and advice, and that's what our program is here for. So Ilse and I do more of the prevention work, but we are also a part of the whole program because we're four of us. So it's my director, it's, it's the advocate coordinator, which is for intervention services, and then me and Ilse, and then we also have the counselor. Okay. And, and so she's kind of on her own because um, she's really doing counseling all day, um, every day. So it doesn't matter what time or when or how far in the past the assault happened, you can seek services with us for free. And so, so we do offer those services to the community, men, women. Um, I know children will, do go to the CAC, Children's Advocacy Center, but as far as other information, they're welcome to DM us. Sometimes it's easier to just DM
0: and so and our account, the Instagram is our, at sassy underscore uh scan, okay, scan. Cool.
2: Exactly, and they can just call too for general information. It, we also have a hotline number if they're going through a crisis, but they can DM us at any time.
0: There you guys have it. Uh, is there anything you guys want to plug in for uh, other than like the behind my, well, my jeans or
1: well, for them to join us this um, April 9th,
2: April 9th,
0: April 9th, okay.
2: we're okay. having a 1 billion rising walk, okay. And it's something that the advocate coordinator is...
1: Um, but she's in charge of that project because of it's part of That's part intervention. Of intervention. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So we are having that. So you can
2: go ahead and take a look at our social medias. We will be posting about it. Um, the details are coming together. So when this airs, it'll be closer to the time. So it's very exciting. Craig, we're gonna also going to have poster making. Okay. Um, so we'll be posting that on social media. So anyone from the community can come and make their posters. Yes.
0: Also, <laughs> uh, so April 1st is the uh, the first exhibit at Los Olvidos, right? Right, yes. correct. Okay. And then April 9th is the... Billion, the walk, wa- One, okay. billion One Billion walk. Rising Walk. And
2: right. we're also having a little exhibit... And it's going... Well, hopefully it goes through with Vale from okay. Cultura. Yeah. And it's going to be downtown. It's going to be part of Caminarte. Oh, okay. So my group art space, so there's a an art group that I'm a part of, and they got to do some paintings, and then people from previous years have donated their paintings, and it's vagina art, um, just anything that brings sexual assault. Awareness. awareness. Okay. Right, correct. Okay. And so we're going to have that space here downtown, and that is going to be... On April, se- April 2nd, on April a Saturday. Okay, Saturday. Gabinarte. Okay,
0: Any, uh, do you guys want to plug your personal social media or anything? You don't have to or anything. Anything else that you want to plug?
2: Mine's super boring. No. <laughs> don't go. No. No, I mean, uh, you know, stay safe out there. Keep, help keep other people safe. And if anyone took anything from this, you know, I hope you go and spread it and, and be good people. Because we all, we all want to be surrounded by good people. For sure. We all want to be safe. For sure. So we have to contribute to that safeness.
0: There you guys have it. And of course, follow us at uh, AOTBCast. That's our Instagram. Shout out to our patrons. Now we have three. Shout out to Alex. What's up? Kind of fit. Kind of fat. Shout out to Ernie. Shout out to Isaac. Of course, you guys have been there from the beginning now. And a huge shout out once again to our sponsors, uh, Por Tattoos at com. Uh, follow them on Instagram at Porvida Tattoos. Uh, shout out to Gonzaphos. Go to their website, GonzaphosPrintCo.com. They've got a bunch of cool shit on there. Follow them on Instagram at CSPrintCo. Shout out to Porvida Tattoo Fest. Again, that website is PorvidaTattooFest.com and follow them on Instagram as well at Tattoo Fest. Um Subscribe to our Patreon. That's AT. Uh, what the fuck? Patreon.com slash AOTBCast. You know, uh, get access to cool stuff. Uh, Our patrons are going to hear this before anyone else. So they'll listen to it probably like tomorrow or something. And then (laughs) everyone else will hear this on Wednesday at 7.30 when it airs finally. Uh, Oh, yeah. So when you hear this, that means that in a couple of days from now, Friday... April the 1st, we'll be hosting the Fourth Dimension Fridays at Cultura Beer Garden. So that's going to be at 9 p.m. as per usual. Upstairs, uh, we're going to be featuring... We have one confirmed guest on the panelists, um, Marlene Uribe, the host of the That's Just My Opinion podcast right here on this cool-ass sticker thing that I have on my water jug. And uh, we're going to get into something a little bit different. I I know we always choose like conspiracy stuff and all of that. This time, I want to get into something that was a little bit... Uplifting, and uh, the official title for it, I guess, is a uh, Fourth Dimension Friday. Is open your third eye. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, meditation, frequencies, energies, manifesting your dreams into reality, and all that cool stuff. So join us there. It's going to be a fun event. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll find out who the fourth panelist is by then. But thank you so much for hanging out with us again, and we'll see you guys next time. We love you. Bye.